0: Well, welcome to the show. This episode, I want to get into it really quickly because uh, it's uh, it's a doozy. If you've been following uh, this show, you can boil down the bad guys into several categories, and this one really essentially is the um, the, the quintessential you know alien doing what uh, in a terrible position, doing what they think is right. We've had this before. We've had this with them. Um,
1: we're only seven we're only 7 episodes into this series. We shouldn't have multiple repeats of the same kind of bil- villain in only 7 episodes. Right.
0: There's plenty of villains. Why are we seeing the the same one? Doesn't uh doesn't quite strike me as very creative. But again, this is for children, so you didn't have to be. Back then, children were seen, they were not heard or yeah. given uh, solid television show plot lines to follow.
1: There were also what, three channels? I mean
0: Yeah, they, there were only three.
1: They they watched whatever was there.
0: I do want to start uh the this show off with a fun and terrifying statistic. Please so um this this show started in nineteen seventy three. Yeah. To high school seniors today, to people who are graduating high school going into college that's as old as the show Tiny Toon Adventures, or, um, uh, what was the other one? Like, t- oh, Rugrats and Tailspin. Those are as old to high school seniors today as this was to when we were in high school. I don't love that. I yeah. Do nuts. not love that. <laughs> Real unpleasant thing to think about.
1: You know what? <laughs> uh, I just came up with another one the Fleischer Studio Superman cartoons from 1941 to like 43 sure are were the same age to children watching Super Friends in its first initial run as Super Friends would have been to us in high school
0: oh uh, okay so that's that is as old to Super Friends as Super Friends is to us when we were in high school
1: yeah that's about 30, crazy uh, about 30 years
0: that's nuts. Well, you know, I think the important thing to remember is that we all, uh, you know, all of our time here on Earth is limited. And we really yeah. just want to make the the best of it watching terrible cartoons. That's exactly right. Um, and, and no one knows more about the fact that time is limited than, um, oh, what were their names? Lupus and...
1: I couldn't tell if it was Kovar or Kolvar. It seemed Col- to de- Col- I that the L it with was real. It's... Phantom L. Some of the characters said Kolvar. Yeah, some said Kovar.
0: Yeah, I watch it with. Yeah, they don't care. Uh, that he's a an, an, an evil alien. They don't care about uh, pronouncing his name right. But uh, I, I watched with subtitles, and it said K
1: O L B A R. Oh, Kolbar. Col- well, I heard a V rather than a B. Which is fascinating. It's a B, I did B? not I should start watching this with subtitles so I can hear their yeah. crazy names. 'Cause I B, when B's? I first heard Lupus's name, I thought for sure I must have heard Lucas, because surely they wouldn't name a character after a disease. Well and also well but that makes
0: sense because certainly they have the Holy Bible up and um wait, isn't Lucas a wait, no, his name was Luke in the Bible. Sure. It, so in the all right, no, Wait, I was Star wrong. Wars right. based on the Luke? Bible? No, <laughs> yes they they had his name is Luke. That's true. They had the holy book and they got rid of it. <laughs> no, I just was thinking in the Bible, his full on name is Luke. They don't ever call him Lucas. So I was wrong. They don't just nickname him Lucas. They don't nickname that is not a, that is not a nickname. So I apologize. That. But we, I digress. I digress. We need to get into a summary. I'm going to give the, uh, a super brief, at a glance.
1: The the Um, 10,000 foot view.
0: 10,000 foot. I have it. How about 20,000 foot view? So, what's going on? Uh, they notice that, um, first of all, there's a greenery issue in Gotham. Yeah. Not Poison ivy related. It was just some vines, but they are they have an, er, an erratic growing pattern. Well, why is that? Well, because the temperature is off. They investigate this temperature. They find out that the planet is spiraling and uh, getting closer to the sun. Now, we we know that uh, if that were happening, there'd be a whole whole mess of physics issues happening, but. Um, In this situation, things were just getting slightly hotter. Yeah. So, things are getting hotter. They investigate, and uh, they're having a lot of trouble. In the meantime, they come up with a couple ways to try to reduce that heat. The Flash helps, because he's also in this universe. He's not a super friend. He's not one of Earth's mightiest heroes, or whatever they say. Earth's mightiest Um, heroes
1: is the Avengers.
0: Yeah, I know that. Uh, but, but he, he's either way, flash isn't in either group. Uh, he's just an ancillary guy, which, you know, we could get into this, but th- having super speed is the most godlike power you can have. It's it pretty much useful, yeah. destroys. It's it. I mean, it really, you know, wrecks any other power. If you're extremely, if you can do things in a fraction of a second, well, how, you know, but, um, either way. So he, um, he helps out. They have to employ his help. But still, things keep getting, uh, worse and toastier. Uh, Wendy and Marvin, they're helping investigate even though they shouldn't be. And what we find is that a, um, there's a planet far away that has decided to come to Earth and terraform it. They are pushing it closer to the sun so that they can leave their planet and move to Earth and take over Earth uh luckily they uh find their plot of well genocide really they're going to kill yeah. every human uh they're going to b- uh burn and boil all the humans alive so mm-hmm. that they can have this planet and um instead of killing them for this uh superman sends their friends over in a big glass bubble through space and they land and uh, uh superman and the flash And Aquaman, uh, single handedly terraform their planet and, um, reverse everything bad that that they did to it. And then as an afterthought, uh, they said, uh, they promised they won't come back here. Yeah. Uh, which that's a, that's a good enough, a good enough, uh, promise for old soups. That, that is the episode. That, that's what happened. And, and within it, there were a lot of interesting things that really need to be dissected.
1: Yeah. All right, so, this episode, Season 1, Episode 7, Too Hot to Handle, which, do you think they toyed with the idea of, like, using the number two for both those twos, like, Too Hot to Handle?
0: Well, I think Too Fast, Too Furious was the um, pioneer in uh, having, like, numbers in, in, uh, you know, titles.
1: I... I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think Skater Boy might predate Too Fast, Too Furious.
0: Skater having a number, but Skate 2 is a word and Skate 8 is a piece of a word.
1: I don't think you can get to Too Fast, Too Furious without the intermediate step of just putting a letter in a word. You know what I mean? I I, I, think, don't know I, I just, think yeah I think Avril Lavigne walked so Vin Diesel could fly.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not I don't know if this is the right place to have a big argument um about this, so we'll move on, but for now I'll just say we'll agree agree to disagree. But uh to answer your question, did they toy around with using the number 2? Yes, I'm certainly I'm certain they did.
1: So, uh, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog are on a Vespa-type deal in Gotham City on their way to the museum.
0: And what a pleasant-looking
1: Gotham City it is. It looks pretty indistinguishable from the metropolis they're always in. (laughs) From from any any other city. That's true. (laughs) There's a heat wave, and then Wonder Dog points out something strange it shocks Wendy and Marvin but we don't immediately see what it is because we cut to the hall of justice and the trouble alert is going Wonder Woman Aquaman and Superman notice that the museum is under attack from a plant and they send Batman and Robin to check it out
0: well they they say they uh Superman delegates he says oh Batman and Robin are, are in the area which I would hope so because it's Gotham um yeah but it's also uh pretty um That's also a a fun way for Superman to just say, I can't be bothered with this.
1: Yeah. Look, it's Batman's town. I'll let him handle it.
0: Yeah. But, um, it's the fact that it's an over, that it's a massive, uh, I guess it wasn't massive at the time. It was just some overgrowing vines, um, denotes that there's some kind of, uh, supernatural thing going on. I don't know. I just think, um, there was some malice in uh, in Superman's voice, and uh, this is this is I think by far the most malicious I've ever seen. Windy, yeah. Uh, I feel like this was packed with some very cruel zingers. Yeah, that, throughout uh, the whole episode, completely unnecessary. Throughout the you know nonstop. Um, but I, I, I digress.
1: So when they arrived to see this museum beset with ivy robin has one of my favorite uh exclamations of his holy hothouse yeah which sounds like what you would call a brothel in a tropical environment or something
0: yeah uh holy hothouse is uh i'm gonna be using it in my everyday life i don't go to brothels i think everyone should uh yeah, but I will be using the term holy hot house.
1: So, Batman and Robin try try to just tug on the ivy. Nothing happens. And then they quote turn the ivy's strength on itself. Do you did you understand how they did that? They pulled on it and then they just kind of pushed in some vines and then that worked.
0: That that part I had to watch a couple times. So what what they did so this 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 these vines were uh, aggressively crushing things, and they couldn't uh, remove them. So what they did was they took the. Um, have you ever had vines like at your house?
1: Constantly, no, I not really.
0: So what 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 happens with vines? is They start off. Uh, little green things and then as they grow they become stalks. They yeah. become like thick thick And you uh, know this from your stock. vineyard, yeah? Yeah, I own several vineyards. We're a very wealthy um wine small yay connoisseur man. Yeah. Uh and uh no we just had vines at our house. So what I think happened was they took the little green, you know, vines before they became uh big vines and wrapped them around the stocky hard stuff so that it would strangle itself rather than the building that is what i think happened they did not explain it even a little bit and i did uh, as i said have to rewind it several yeah. times to understand exactly what was supposed to be
1: happening so yeah they and it rolls into a ball museum is saved and while this is happening a guy in a parka and i think no nose didn't really seem to have these were, were the like most. A weird, they were the they were weird looking aliens.
0: These were the most unsettling aliens so yeah, far.
1: Agreed. But he's he's watching from behind a telephone pole. Yeah, and then we go to the Justice League of America Hall of Fame, which I suppose not to be confused with the Hall of the Justice League.
0: Hall of the Justice League. No, this is this is some a. Um, a wax area, a shrine uh to to uh the justice League, because what they what do they need more worship, yeah, need to be worshipping them as gods,
1: yeah, there are uh all sorts of crime trinkets and the like all over the place, mementos from the various adventures of the justice league, and a printer uh Marvin prints a picture of the giant plant and claims. Sure. That he and Wonder Dog will be superheroes. Another instance of Wendy bullying him because she calls him super stupid. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which is, you know,
0: it's a thing where it's like. (laughs) He goes, uh, we're going to be superheroes someday. And her, (laughs) you expect it to be like a clever thing. Yeah, more like super, you know, janitors or something like that. which, now, you know, I have I respect for custodians uh, and what they do. It's just as uh, important as any job, but that's just something back then I think they would say. Yeah. Um, but um, it, does, it doesn't it does end with anything clever. <laughs> she just, uh, yeah, more like super stupid. Which is just a full-on insult. Yeah. She just full-on insults just, him.
1: And, again, this happened... Like, there, Wendy is always bullying Marvin... Uh but I feel like this episode it is it's really constant. She she amps
0: it up. She it's th- this is the first episode that I detected uh in a word contempt. Yeah. Uh she has contempt for her situation. It's like and uh the time
1: it's like she, yeah. you know, she joined up with Marvin and Wonder Dog, thinking she was just going to be hanging out with them for a little bit. It's like when you, when you take a job that you think you're only going to have for like a few months before you move on to something else, and then years later you find yourself still there. I think that's how she views yeah. Marvin and Wonder Dog, and she just, she, all she has for them is resentment at this point because. Yeah. They represent her own failure to move beyond them.
0: I yeah, I think a lot of what she's doing is projecting. Um, you know, not to say that there isn't a certain amount of justification. Yeah, uh, but you know, for I think definitely, yeah, there, you're, you are uh, spot on in that she, she's putting a lot of her own failings in that, and and you know, maybe there is a bit of, um you know masochism in that sure she knows at the very least that she is uh better than marvin a wonder dog and she can let out her uh you know frustrations on them so she's trapped in this cycle of anguish and hatred anyway let's we'll move on um so uh, uh, we passed (laughs) one of my favorite lines from this episode uh when batman was that the uh, the trouble alert? Which the trouble alert? First of all, I, I hate the uh, the pronunciation because it's um it it would be blurt. Trub- uh The the a is not in trouble trouble. That's not in there, so uh, I don't like that. But also, the trouble alert is supposed to be detecting danger before it happens. Yeah. So it's this um uh supercomputer. Uh, that is, uh, it's an AI, essentially. The, uh, more advanced than anything. This this computer supposedly has uh, under, has comprehended the chaos, the entirety of the chaos theory. And it is using it to predict uh, exactly what's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Or that something will happen. And yet, the only time this thing ever kicks in is when things are in the midst of happening. Sure. So whoever created this trouble alert is a scam artist. They scammed, um, the justice league and they just aren't noticing.
1: I feel like it also often goes off for what are essentially minor emergencies that don't necessarily require the powers of the super friends to
0: correct. And, and while, um, bigger emergencies are brewing. Yeah. Um, So, uh, I, I think it's faulty, but the, the thing is great is the Troubler prints out a thing talking about the plant, and, uh, I think Robin goes, what could have caused this plant to grow like this? And then Batman immediately goes, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I gave a genuine laugh at that. Um, but, uh, anyway, so. They, uh, uh, back to what we we're saying. She said, You're, uh, if you don't spend more time, I wrote it down. If you don't spend more time on your homework, the only thing you'll be is super stupid. Yeah. Um,
1: which, great. Wendy, come on. We know it gets your worse. Contempt is really for yourself and not for me. It gets
0: worse. It will get worse.
1: So, uh, an alarm goes off and the Justice League Hall of Fame. Which, at this point, is an organization with five members. Usually have a Hall of Fame to celebrate the very best of an organization. It's like (laughs) the Baseball Hall of Fame, not every professional baseball player makes it in there. It is supposed to be the best of them. But there are only five members of the Justice League here. Uh, I think they're all in the Hall of Fame.
0: Do you think they all said it was a good idea to have it? Probably. They're like, yeah, we need a fucking Hall of Fame to commemorate us.
1: So the uh, wax figures are starting to melt. So oh, Wendy and Marvin shit. are trying to save those. And then we go back to the Hall of Justice, and the Troubler is going off again. Glaciers are crumbling. Dairyland, which is a specific place apparently in the country, <clears throat> has turned into a desert. The super uh Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog come to tell Batman about the air conditioning at the Hall of Fame. And it was here I wrote, and I'm happy to have been wrong here. I said, I predict that despite this episode being about a global warming event, it won't actually talk about global warming.
0: Yeah, I was surprised at this too. There's a a lesson coming up that uh came out of left field, I think.
1: Yeah. Still, ultimately, they come up w- with the wrong lesson, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, we cut to a windswept island. Aquaman surfs up on a dolphin. and uh,
0: <laughs> he's, he's, he's standing on that thing.
1: Yeah. that can't be comfortable for that dolphin.
0: No, I don't know that. I don't think that dolphin was consenting
1: no. to that. Uh, he calls all of the sea creatures to build a seawall to ho- hold back the rising oceans of this... Island doesn't get completely um, overwhelmed water. To use
0: water. use their but bo- to sacrifice their bodies.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's unclear how long he intends for them to stay there. Presumably, until they fix hours. Well, I mean, I don't even because they have to refreeze all of the glaciers in order to make the ocean levels go back down, right? Yeah, so who I knows how long those, that could uh, take. Those sea creatures might still be there.
0: I'm sure they are. Um, there's no way. He never came back. He went to space. He never told them, hey, we don't need you there anymore.
1: <laughs> there should have been a thing after the credits where it's just them waiting to hear back from Aquaman.
0: Thank you Let uh, stay
1: here. So we go to Dairyland, and Wonder Woman arrives... To open a stuck water valve. But when she does, only steam comes out. Ugh. So she sends everyone home to preserve their body moisture. Which sounded very gross to <laughs> me. Yeah.
0: That was the grossest... The grossest moment in this episode. Was when Wonder Woman said body moisture. A word, a term I don't think exists.
1: Yeah, I, I hadn't heard it before.
0: Just moisture.
1: She leaves to find a solution... Up at the North Pole, which is melting. Superman saves an Eskimo village from an avalanche, and one Woman. Now the sure... thing about yeah,
0: uh, when the when they present the Eskimo village, I don't know about you, but I definitely had one of those uh, uh, scares where I'm like, Uh-oh. uh anytime oh. Anytime yeah. we we travel to some indigenous people or um, people that aren't uh, white European American. Uh, I always get a little scared. Like, what's uh, what's oh, about yeah. to happen? How wh- I, we get what another are one of those
1: scares like? a little later on?
0: Well, this, yeah, I was about to say this one was a false alarm, and yeah. the second one in this episode is not a false alarm.
1: <laughs> no. yeah, this one is just people dressed in like warm clothes. Although I will say Park- parker I don't believe, aside from Santa and Silver Age Superman. No one lives at the North Pole. And even Superman didn't actually live there. That's just where his fortress was. No one lives at the North Pole. There's no No. land there.
0: So even though this was a a false alarm as far as an offensive um, accent, uh, it was regardless problematic. Yeah. It's implying that uh, Eskimos live at the North Pole.
1: Yeah. So... um, Wonder Woman tells Superman about Dairyland. He breaks off a part of a glacier for Wonder Woman to take back to Dairyland. We learn here that Wonder Woman has telepathic powers that we haven't really heard about before. <laughs> she had a thought control chilling. Yeah, uses- I thought that was a like that was a technology thing on the part of the plane, right. not her having telepathic powers.
0: We even discussed it. We said that there the transparent plane as like a Bluetooth link, but no, she has telepathic power. She said it, she full on, uh, explained it. So, um, so I think we, we might have wrong.
1: to start a spreadsheet to keep track of the new powers that Wonder Woman is getting. Cause you remember a few episodes ago, she was shooting stars out of her hands or whatever.
0: That's true. We, I mean, there's a lot of spreadsheets, I think for this series, you know, the one it's I'm true. thinking of is the, uh, well, uh, insults, uh, as <laughs> well as, uh, as uh, the uh, bad guys, the villains. Yeah. So yeah, they're organizing stuff.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, I'm just. I put. How did the ice not melt on the trip back to Dairyland? If it's so hot that everything is melting, why did it not yeah, melt true. between the North Pole and Dairyland? A journey of she I would went really guess, quick. Six, seven thousand miles. I don't know.
0: Well, she, so um, Superman makes a a fun joke um, when he he gets this um, ice block, which he says, he says, oh, this is fresh water.
1: Is that accurate? Are the glaciers fresh water? I wondered about that as well, but I neglected to look it up. I would think if it's at the North Pole in the Arctic Ocean, that would be salt water
0: saltwater so i think they point so essentially what we you know what happened <laughs> the, was everyone they,
1: hallucinated and died of thirst in Dairyland.
0: <laughs> yeah. well the, the the idea is that they solved one crisis with you know solving the second crisis you know they were displacing ice so they took the ice and they transported it to Dairyland. but um, i think i think it was a situation where they go like oh we can use this glacier ice because it's fresh water. And then someone was like, uh, well, actually, and the two was like, because it's fresh water. <laughs> <laughs> Just went ahead and gave them uh, salt water.
1: And by the way, if you are listening to this and you have solid information about whether or not there are even glaciers at the North Pole, because I, I, I thought glaciers were a land based thing. I don't know. Either way, if you have information about any of this, keep it to yourself. We've already moved past it.
0: Yeah, we we
1: uh don't We're not care. gonna we're not uh, gonna issue a retraction for this episode.
0: No. Uh if you are listening to this, good for you. Um
1: <laughs>
0: I don't I don't know how you found it, but good for you. Alright, so uh yes, they uh they kill two birds with one stone and they kill hundreds of Wisconsin uh farmers. With salt water. Uh and uh and regardless, we're still uh we're still having an issue with uh with the earth and yeah. it's and its temperatures.
1: So back at the Hall of Fame, Wendy and Marvin are cleaning up. Marvin is wearing Robin's mask, and uh Wendy gives <laughs> no, him a hard time there. about there. it again. Nothing
0: he's <laughs> been wearing it all day, nothing weird there. <laughs>
1: I think it would have been funnier if uh if Robin had walked in and caught him wearing it
0: and nothing else
1: It starts raining inside uh Marvin uses an auto jack to turn off the sprinklers. well this he fails. makes a big
0: to- do of it yeah and and uh and uh he you know um wendy is uh again in contempt mode. True. she doesn't like anything of what's going on. Which means that if it doesn't work, uh, she's going to have some really cruel words for him.
1: And it doesn't work. And she does what she could have done from the beginning and use the convenient wall valve to turn off the sprinklers. Yeah. like She was standing next to the means of turning off the sprinklers. Well, she watches Marvin, who again, shouldn't be allowed to be on his own, uh, use an auto jack to somehow turn them off at the sprinkler head. My,
0: my, well, he doesn't, right? He fails. He does not. He,
1: he fails.
0: My assumption is that she s- hoped one, that he would fail and be humiliated. Yeah. But two, she probably hoped that he might fall off of this auto jack. Yeah. And maybe f- suffer some kind of fatality. Uh, she would never say it because that would be grounds for dismissal from the organization, but certainly, uh, she, she was hoping there was some kind of, uh, horrible accident in store.
1: I think that's pretty clear. So back at the hall of justice, Colonel Wilcox contacts the super friends. And again, he's continuing to be demoted. Now he's (laughs) at the city observatory on Mount Whitmore. He, like, he just keeps getting demotions to less important. You're moving a Mount.
0: You're moving to Mount Whitmore. Where is that? It's, like it's a great nobody. To- <laughs> it's just like remote, remote mountain. There's one store it's just like oh, just, what is, what is he doing to get to him? i he, you know i guess maybe what it is is they're going oh well he's he's important so he goes all over the the country but i don't think that's the case i no, think i he think, is, I think he team. was
1: like a, one of the joint chiefs of staff and yeah. then and then he gets demoted to like just the super Friends liaison then, yeah, that that uh, like the National Weather Service thing, and now he's just at the city observatory, it's not even a national post, <laughs> this is a municipal post,
0: yeah. Um, it's uh, things aren't going well for him, They're but I, 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 also, I also love that they <laughs> he's the liaison to the um, super friends who they, they have a computer that tells them when. Uh, things yeah. are bad.
1: They could they could <laughs> they cut out Colonel don't. Wilcox entirely.
0: <laughs> he does not need to be there. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, he he's got issues, but uh, he he alerts them. Well, he introduces them to an important character. Yeah. Uh, named uh, Professor von Noelot.
1: Yep, that is it's quite a name. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. clocked this. Also voiced by Casey Kasem.
0: Indeed, yeah, and I feel like that. Uh, I feel like I've heard Casey Kasem voice another scientist in probably. this uh, in this series. Do I?
1: No, I said probably. Uh, Casey yeah. Kasem's all over the place on this show.
0: He was but making extra money. Him. He's
1: not someone who really changes his voice a lot from character to character.
0: No, he's he's uh, he's going to be. He's no um, John DiMaggio. Well, actually, John DiMaggio, I can always tell when it's John DiMaggio, but not in a bad way.
1: Yeah, because there's always like a, uh, like a, almost like rough flemminess to his characters. Yeah. plays a lot of monsters, John DiMaggio.
0: Trying to think, what, whose voice, oh, you know whose voice is constantly changing is, um,
1: what's his name? D. Bradley um, Baker?
0: I don't know this.
1: Uh, he's all the clones
0: oh um alan tudyk
1: oh yeah oh that yeah.
0: dude that dude's voice he, uh, he is able to change it I, I don't know i was listening uh oh it was that podcast i like the batman one yeah i was listening to that podcast and he does the voice of alfred i had no idea it was alan tudyk that's impressive i no, just no clue. It sounded like an old man. Anyway, okay, Alan to if you're listening, um, th- uh, thanks, thanks for everything, uh, for all your work. So, uh, the um, yeah, so back back to here. Uh, Casey Kasem plays a character named uh, Professor Von Noelot, and he is uh. So th- here's a question. So basically, he's on top of this uh, heat situation. He's mapping out. What's, I would say it's a stretch uh, going to say on that
1: the... he's on top of it. He is perhaps in charge <laughs> of looking into it, but I would say he is not yeah. on top of it. As I wrote in now, my notes he here, does... and I'm very proud of this, Professor Von Noelot only knows a little.
0: He doesn't know that much. Uh his name is just uh, uh ancestral.
1: <laughs> now there's a
0: there's a part that I'm curious about, and I'm sure you wrote it down too. He's demonstrating uh, what's going on with a model where you have the Earth, and he is moving it closer to the sun. And he says, oh, because of this uh, axis issue, it is uh, changing its location. And then someone asks, well, what's going to happen whenever the next day? And then he goes, I'll show you. And he pushes this model of Earth closer to the model of the sun. And uh, the model of Earth erupts in flames. Yeah. What I'm wondering is... What is... Did he set that up? Did he intentionally build this model with a flammable Earth and a sun with a heat element in it so that he could demonstrate the Earth exploding? (laughs) Um, Did he just have this ready to go?
1: Well, Well, what if someone hadn't asked... Would he be trying to like prompt that question so he could show them that?
0: (laughs) Well, I could show you what happens
1: in a day. I'm I'm sure you're wondering what will happen if this continues. No, not really. But but what if you did?
0: (laughs) Or or what? What would have happened if someone just randomly touched the sun model? (laughs)
1: it's like fuck it's so hot (laughs) it's so
0: why is this a fucking model (laughs) like that that seems like it was a not a good idea to have that or maybe the assumption is just all scientists i don't know but that part um was uh unsettling definitely yeah he you know i think if he spent less time trying to build a functioning model of the sun and more time studying this thing, they might have solved this issue quicker.
1: I will say, uh, back at the Hall of Fame, Marvin actually appears to be using those observation skills he said he was, going, that he was working on in a previous episode, because he notices the weird uh, parka alien in the pictures from all of the heatwave calamities.
0: And, and this is another, uh, this is a prime example of Wendy's hatred. So <laughs> consuming her because she, after he mentions this, this valid information. Yeah. Uh, that thing does not look like a human being. Her answer is, uh, she goes, your ideas are always getting us into messes that I have to get us out of. But here's the deal. She's wrong. Yeah. Half the time. She's the one that's saying, We better go investigate that come with me. We better go investigate this. She can not see her she can't even acknowledge her own faults. No, she can't. Uh because she's all, too blinded all she with hatred. Is, hey, she's blinded with hatred and rage. And uh it's just, you know, there's no longer you know it, I don't know if there's hope for her.
1: Yeah. While Professor Von Nolot is talking to the Super Friends, Wendy and Marvin rush in to tell them about the suspicious guy in another room of the observatory, because I guess they left Wonder Dog outside. Wonder Dog sees who we later find out to be, Colbar, and he runs off to tell the others more dog charades.
0: Uh, we always, Wendy those are guesses always the answer,
1: a... but I don't think Wonder Dog earned that. His charades were especially bad in a real yeah. situation with those charades. I don't think Wendy or anyone else would have guessed what the fuck Wonder Dog was trying to say.
0: Yeah, I think there is one person in this writer's room pushing the dog charades. Jesus, Bill, we're saying, not putting
1: more dog charades in.
0: And, I, uh, you know, I don't remember in Scooby-Doo if... Uh, if there were a lot of dog charades, a part of me feels like there there were. I don't. I don't think so, because
1: Scooby Doo could talk. He talked weird, but he could talk. Yeah. Certainly, well enough to, to not get a, have to, to get do, a do point these kinds of charades.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they 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 keep putting them in there, putting these charades in there uh, that I don't want, and I don't think I don't know what you know what in it like a kid would like. Yeah, about the dog. I guess the dog is acting silly-looking, and they might like that.
1: I always found it frustrating when people could not understand each other on shows I was watching as a child. Yeah, I did. I didn't find it fun or amusing.
0: No, this doesn't help the story at all.
1: Wendy and Marvin go to check out Colbar before asking the world's greatest superheroes for help. (laughs) Like Wendy says, no. Marvin insists that they don't have time. To tell, you know, someone with super speed about their suspicions.
0: Yeah. This is a, a trend, and they're enabling each other.
1: They are. They both can't accept the fact that they just aren't as capable as the super friends.
0: Yeah. And and yet, I, I, honestly, Wendy's more delusional than Marvin because she wants to blame him. Yeah. Now, Marvin does have a moment a little bit later that... uh Is problematic, Hmm. but we'll get to that.
1: All right, so they follow the Parker guy, super friends, and Professor Von know a lot, decide to look into magnetism as a cause, and it is. It's crazy to me that no one thought magnets earlier on.
0: Back in the 70s, I think magnets were magic, like people. (laughs) <laughs> people couldn't like explaining the way magnets work, I think, was kinda how nowadays people explain like blockchain and crypto technology, where they're like, Oh, but you have to understand the metals have pulled and the the things or whatever. It, it just it, the the way they explained it, I mean, they didn't explain anything at all. And I was kinda hoping for another one of those at you know, educational moments. Yeah. Um this Iron. this episode I,
1: Earth has a molten iron core. Iron is magnetic.
0: Yeah. Uh it could have been just quick like that. Uh but they didn't. They just kind of used magnetism as a magic thing. Yeah. And they just went with that. Which again it's fine. This is for children. But uh they um they explain that uh uh that something's going on with magnets. They're getting closer to figuring out that yeah. it's a space alien. Uh, but alas, there's a problem in uh in India.
1: Yeah. Well first Wendy and Marvin lose Colbar, um in like the botanical garden. And was so he living there? The super what?
0: Was he living
1: there? I no mean,
0: he wasn't living there, but like No, but his fire truck the
1: spaceship the... was parked there.
0: Did he did he purposely make his spaceship look like a fire truck
1: i guess i don't know why else it would look like that
0: did he retrofit a fire truck to become his spaceship Hmm. i don't know what the relevance of it being a fire truck
1: is yeah i guess because it looked cool i'm not sure yeah anyway he gets away he gets away Wendy and Marvin meet the super friends in the pendulum room where they all decide to recruit. You
0: know, the, the flash. pendulum room. Yeah. Yeah. They need the flash, but guess what? He's in India.
1: Yeah. So Superman goes there to to meet up with him. And before we see that, Colbar's driving away in the fire truck and he talks to his, I guess, commanding officer, who, again, is named lupus. Yeah. They named this character after an autoimmune disorder. That's very strange to me.
0: It is a little weird. The the weirdest thing to me is the relationship between Colbar and Lupus. Yeah. Because at first I was like, "Oh, well Lupus is the um is in charge. He's like the leader of their world and Colbar is their scientist." But Colbar gives Lu- Lupus a lot of shit. Colbar yeah. is like, hey, man, I don't think this is going to work, dude. Like he needs like full on gets in his face like, you know, this is a terrible idea. And then Lupus's response are, well, I don't know. <laughs> Just like try. Just fucking do it, man. Uh, I think they are together. I think they're in a relationship. And uh, he had to but go it, first. I think it's one of like, those
1: relationships that probably should have been over a while ago.
0: Yeah, uh, but they're they're just hanging in there uh, because there's bigger problems with their planet, and they're anyway, good Christians. So, yeah, good. You know, they, we've established there's Christ on their planets. <laughs> anyway, so right, back and, to the Flash.
1: Now, yeah, now the the Flash is. In India, rebuilding the Taj Mahal at super speed. What do you think the chances are they got an Indian voice actor to play the gentleman with whom the Flash interacts?
0: There is a, g- a zero chance, but um, <laughs> even even with that zero chance, I was also a little bit offended at the offensive like, It didn't even sound like the person was trying to do an offensive Indian accent. It just sounded like weird accent.
1: (laughs) Generic foreigner.
0: Generic non-white European American.
1: You know what? I wonder if that was the voice actor sort of realizing, eh, this is dicey. I'm not going to try for anything specific. I'm just going to do not my regular accent and hope for the best.
0: What you mean, uh, what 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 do you mean by dicey? Like, that he discovered it could be offensive or just yeah, that he... Like,
1: I think maybe even in 1973 or 74 when they recorded this, the sound for this episode, the voice actor was like, hey, I'm almost certainly a white guy because I'm a voice actor in the early 70s. I don't want to do anything offensive. I'm just going to do a regular accent or it could be that he could not be bothered to try for anything look up more accurate sounding.
0: The, uh, I am, I think there's a 0% chance that he was aware of the possible, um, cruelty of doing a, uh, accent. I think it, I I think it's a hundred percent that he, uh, said, I don't know how to do an Indian accent, so let's just make the best of it and sound like a weird person. Uh, sure. Regardless, uh, this uh, Mr. Singh is, is, uh, did have a fun moment whenever he fixes the Taj Mahal. Singh does a little dance. <laughs> he they move his head like that, and he does a little dance. Maybe. Maybe that head is trying to watch uh, the Flash work, but regardless, it felt more like a dance to me.
1: So Superman shows up to recruit him. Kovar is there too. I don't know why. Kovar's everywhere. Yeah. He can get anywhere instantly.
0: He has a cloaked spaceship.
1: Yeah. Who parked this fire truck at the Taj Mahal? So the observatory, they tell Flash about the plan. He's going to run around the world with a copper wire. How the fuck long is this wire?
0: If everyone held their hands together and made a I don't know.
1: Cause he's wrapping it around the world multiple times, yeah? That's what's happening? Yes. So this is like it's a hundred thousand long... mile long copper wire. That's gotta it's be like to most of the much. copper in the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's um would hurt a lot of people.
1: <laughs> I, I like to think like right before this, they had to just steal the pipes out of a bunch of people's walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, they we need this know. copper. We need it. Any any time that
0: something incredible happens, I don't explain it, it means something kind of Nefarious and uh unethical happened, and they don't really want to talk
1: about it. They, they went into William Sonoma and stole all the super expensive copper pots.
0: yeah, uh, and they just kind of molded them.
1: so he runs on the world with copper wire and coal bar and lupus inside a volcano were like, hey, the temperature's going back down. And this is where we learn that they are trying to heat up the world so their people can move to Earth and live comfortably.
0: And this is the part that we're supposed to feel sympathy for these, for these aliens trying yes. to do a genocide.
1: Because I don't think this is how we... I don't think we're we seeing yet exactly how their planet cooled off. But
0: no, we don't know
1: yet. So uh, the super friends thank Flash, and then Lupus tells Colbar he better do something about this. Colbar doesn't know what to do. He's already, he already has the solar robot running at four <laughs> magnetic power.
0: They really, they really used it. I like that. That's so crazy to me that everyone used that pronunciation of robot. It's a then. robot. It's it really is the way they said it.
1: Yeah. So then Lupus tells him to switch on the quadratronic nth degree charge, which is just <laughs> a bunch degree. of nonsense syllables in a row. Yeah. And Kobar warns Lupus that doing so could be dangerous, which I don't know how it's more dangerous than, than what they have already been doing.
0: Yeah, what danger? You're going to kill everybody. You've already How, what, sent an entire planet danger?
1: careening toward the sun.
0: Yeah, I don't know what, what, what danger danger to them.
1: Yeah. And then kobart turns on the quadratronic nth degree charge. And you notice his hand started to shake? Like, you saw his hand oh, shaking. Sure. And that was... Sure, well, I that mean... That didn't seem to lead he, to they're anything.
0: They're both... Ber- they're both i don't know if they are i mean the question is would you have the ability to wipe out an entire civilization for your own planet and i think that's why they're both so nervous
1: yeah but the i whole mean they, they both already had shown that yes they are willing to murder an entire planet full of people
0: and yet but they show they show no um like they they don't ever voice remorse not really. They they seem nervous, but they don't ever voice any kind of uh, remorse to it. So I think it's like, they don't care if we're dead. They just don't know, don't really want to be the ones to do it.
1: Yeah. So then we see Wendy and Marvin riding that scooter again, and the tires melt into the asphalt. Marvin spots the fire truck that Colbar stole, and again shows observation powers that he has not had before. And he recognizes no. that as the fire truck that was missing from the Botanic Garden. He gives Wonder Dog a note to take to the Super Friends, and then he and Wendy hide inside of it before Colbar drives off. Wendy either threatens or propositions Marvin because she says that he is, quote, gonna get it.
0: Yeah, the, um, th- there's a couple of, of uh, things here. So, number one, uh, I, I have to ask. Have we ever seen them use a tracking device before?
1: I don't know that. We I don't have. think
0: in any of this. I don't think in any of these episodes there's been a tracking device, but I, it seems like technology-wise, that is certainly something that they would have. Sure. And if they did have that, why don't they just put it, implant it into Wendy and Marvin?
1: They they should absolutely.
0: Je- just put something in there because half of these, they don't know where they went. And, uh, it's a huge issue. But, um, the, the, the main thing about this situation is Marvin spots this, uh, fire truck. And he says, we have to follow this fire truck. Wendy says, I don't want to do that. And Marvin says, there's no time to argue. And he forces her into the truck. Physically, he forces her into the truck, which, you know, up and in, up into this, you know, we thought, oh, well, Wendy is being irrational. but, you know, he, he did not have her consent and yet, yeah. uh, he, he physically forced her into it. So, you know, when she said that he's going to get it, that would be justified in that situation. Sure. Don't you- ever, don't ever force anyone to crawl into a tiny engine compartment uh, against their will.
1: Do you think that's the first time Marvin has stuffed a person into a vehicle or a crawl space?
0: <laughs> Almost uh certainly not. But the question is, when he did it before, was he in his what what state of mind was he in? We understand, we acknowledge that his mental state is in flux. That's true. But did he know what he was doing? Does he know when you know when he makes an action it is he aware of you know what what he's doing and i don't know the answer to that question
1: yeah it seems like maybe he doesn't no so they get inside and then colbar pushes the button on the dashboard and the fire truck becomes a super rad spaceship
0: yeah it's pretty sweet it's pretty awesome um now the following this uh there was a little um, segment where I call it. So there's a sequence where um, Wonder Dog is chasing after, or he's trying to get the note out. uh, And he has a whole mishap with a giant truck of dirt. And um, the whole thing is to this kind of orchestral clone of Flight of the Bumblebee. Um, And it's like, I really enjoyed the music. There and I was like, man, they how much time and effort went into this custom score that I mean, this like specific score that happened in this dumb area of a kids' show that we don't ever hear again? In our, I mean, you never hear it again. And, uh, you know, I just had a little existential crisis about uh, musicians and scores and stuff. Uh, And then this sequence ends uh with <laughs> Wonder Dog having a thought bubble of Marvin telling him that he's counting on him and uh he uh is upset with himself for his own failures and yeah. blows the thought bubble away. Yeah. It's it was a very uh it I I you know, I can't tell for sure, but it made me feel like what they were doing was a they were trying to make a parallel to you know, the human condition, when we think about, you know, a lot of times we'll externalize our guilt when the truth is, you know, we're just as upset at ourselves. Yeah. You know, when we try to blow away the idea that we're letting people down, uh, when the fact, when the fact is we're generating it ourselves, we're letting our own selves down.
1: Wonder dog is like Kendall Roy. Can't get out of, Can't get out of his own way.
0: He can't. Um, and he, and you know, he's, Stuck in this loop where he you know doesn't he's he doesn't have the same hatred and malice as Wendy, but he understands that uh there's something there is something wrong with Marvin and he he doesn't have the capacity
1: to help him all he can do is do charades poorly <laughs>
0: uh and that that he internalizes that as well, yeah, so uh he he fucks up and um. They, uh, uh, we, oh, I think we go back, do we go back to the aliens?
1: We go back to the island, yeah. So, Kolbar lands on the volcano island, Wendy and Marvin try to get in, at first they have no luck, and then we find out that the Earth is moving toward the sun again, but through different means. So Superman leaves to go to the far side of the sun to check it out. They know that whatever is causing sure. it is on the other side of the sun. Wendy and Marvin are still unsuccessful in getting into the lair. Wendy bullies Marvin some more as he comes up with an idea. Cause he says something about a garage door opener or garage door and she's like, Oh, you're dumb. Just you're just saying things.
0: Why are you saying random bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. Except that does that trope, the the um I wonder what the history of that trope is of someone saying something random and then a scientist using it to come up with a solution. Yeah. I have to think in real life
1: that has happened exactly zero times in the history of the world. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Someone goes, oh, man, I wish I had to play with my yo-yo. And someone goes, yo-yo. Yo-yo. Someone says something like... uh,
1: But first, quite often there's also a, what did you just say?
0: Yeah. They have them repeat like, it,
1: which it, doesn't make any sense either.
0: No. They're just incredulous at at uh, the fact that someone might say something. Uh but alas this this uh this me this trope happens. It does. And uh he uh he figures it out, much to um Wendy's chagrin.
1: This episode is the most useful Marvin has ever been.
0: Uh, by far. And uh, by and there's no coincidence that it's the most resentful that Wendy has ever been. Yeah.
1: I, you know what? Maybe he requires... Like, he is motivated by negative reinforcement. He needs someone insulting him to really perform.
0: They could be in a very negative, codependent, like, reverse abusive situation. And she knows that. Maybe she yeah. embraces that hatred.
1: It seems like it.
0: Anyway, yeah. So, he... He presses a bunch of buttons and finds one that opens up a volcano like a garage door.
1: Yep. And so we and then we see Colbar we telling Lupus that their new plan isn't working. They also muse on the fact <clears throat> that they are victims of a calamity of their own making. So this is where we first see that they are the cause of their own destruction. And I wrote, maybe this episode actually is purposely about climate change. Then the solar My robot favorite. alarm goes off. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I was about to say, my favorite part about this little moment is they um, verbalize the concept of, isn't it ironic that we have the technology to terraform this foreign planet, but not our own? Uh, and they just kind of dismiss it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I Because want- it
1: seems like they probably uh, could
0: i it's the same concept that we always we hear about today where they're talking about oh spacex and all these billionaires with their space programs it's like well with the money that we are doing that almost certainly we could try to reverse some of the issues here on the planet and then we just kind of move on yeah and i thought that was interesting to see that happen in real time in a cartoon in the 70s yeah
1: so then we see uh, Superman beat the shit out of the solar robot. That's fun. I, I enjoyed that. He little fucked
0: sequence. it up. He fucked it up real good.
1: <clears throat> he did. Threw it into the goddamn sun. And then uh, so Wendy and Marvin sneaking through the tunnels of the, of the volcano layer. Wendy continues to be mean to Marvin. Colbar tries to fix the solar robot, but Superman threw it into the sun, so there's no fixing it. Lupus threatens him. And then Wendy and Marvin walk in to find Colbar crying um because um, he was unable to supplant the native uh, species of this planet with his own he
0: He failed at uh, the death now this is uh this is a point that i there was a unique moment with uh Wendy's insults. Where she says, he, he, he says something kind of like, um, maybe preachy to the alien. Uh, and he goes, Oh, you know, it sounds like you need to change your ways or something. And then Wendy goes, Oh, Marvin, you can't even change a light bulb. <laughs> like, <laughs> she gives this, she insults him in front of the bad guy. So she's, you know, oh man, wants to make it clear that she's going to humiliate <laughs> him wherever wherever she can. Wherever she, and whenever. She, she hates him so much. <laughs> um they but they explain the situation to them. Uh meanwhile, uh the paper, uh Wonder Dog finally brings the paper to Batman. Oh, but, then, but before that though, Oh, sorry.
1: Superman reports back to the Super Friends, and that's when they finally notice that Wendy and Marvin aren't there. They, it's
0: yeah, been they, a they, while. They, they,
1: uh, and they all,
0: they don't sound particularly worried about it either.
1: Oh man, Wendy and Marvin are gone. Oh well.
0: Yeah, they're gone. And I think they uh, might have the continued I... to
1: ignore their absence, except that Wonder Dog shows up with the note. And turns out the note yeah. is in no way helpful. He
0: goes, yeah. He goes, um, yeah. The note, was nothing. It's like, all right, this doesn't help us at all. So again, Marvin is awful. But he, I remember um, the part where Batman is analyzing it, and he goes, "This machine will tell us if there's anything special about this paper." And there's a the second he goes, "It's just paper."
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, Well, that was
0: was, uh. No, go ahead. It was just a genuinely funny moment (laughs) to me.
1: Uh, Like there were a couple of unremarkable things about it, and then one of the things they find on there is like coral dust, and someone says coral only grows in the Pacific. That's not true.
0: Patently untrue. I had to look it up, but it is uh not not at all.
1: I feel like one of the writers Not true at all. heard that one, like m- half misheard something once years before. And they're like, yeah, this sounds right. Coral only grows in the Pacific.
0: And you're like, are you sure? And like, again, yeah. sure. Uh, it, th- and this is also the second thing that I had to look up, which was um, they, as they're working through, you know, they, they notice that there's volcanic ash on it. And then, um, Aquaman. Oh, they they discover the interval at which there's yeah. ash or something. Every yeah, uh, the, 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 uh, the volcano
1: aqu- erupts every three hours and ten minutes.
0: Yeah, and then Aquaman says, "Oh, well, there's a through his ocean travels he knows that there's one called Malaba yeah. um, that uh, erupts like that." I looked it up. That's not a real thing. That's not a uh, a place. Yeah. So I think you know there have been several moments where they tried to explain science a little bit along with the uh with the thing just a little oh yeah this is how science works uh this episode aggressively did or, you know undid any kind of progress that they had done these this are all a, this is, not is true.
1: like anti-educational material at this yeah. point
0: this is saying this is saying things don't work like that which i think is terribly confusing to have fantastic you know fantastical things kind of parading as educational but i don't know maybe they didn't so
1: So, anyway they find out where this to go save wendy and marvin i suppose and wendy and marvin are talking to a despondent coal bar and he tells them about how they how his people ruined their planet Pretty straightforward climate change story. Overusing their resources, not paying attention to pollution. Some people point out the problems. Other people are like, yeah, it's fine. Pretty pretty recognizable.
0: Yeah, some politicians on their planet even ran on the platform of it not being real. Yeah. And, and yet, they never mention the fact that he was going to roast every human alive. Yeah. They just, yeah. uh... They point this <sighs> out. And so, uh... They uh, they are discovered by uh, by the Justice League
1: and Wendy and Marvin. Yeah, Wonder Woman and Batman and Robin aren't there. Yeah, but
0: they decide uh, they don't. They're not that interested in this.
1: (laughs) Uh, We've 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 we followed this as far as we need to. Wendy and Marvin introduce Colbar as their friend, despite his very recent attempts to destroy all life on Earth to kill.
0: On they they move uh, past
1: the potential death of humanity the genocide. like it's nothing.
0: It's nothing. They don't care. They don't care at all. Uh and uh it, surprisingly, neither do Superman and uh Aquaman and Flash that much.
1: Yeah, they're all fine with it.
0: Um yeah, they just kind of go, "All right, so here's the deal. that super bad he decides to take the volcanic rock, make a glass bubble, as we all know, glass bubbles um do not are not affected by space
1: yeah, I mean that's why that's why when you when you look at NASA and SpaceX and all those things, they're constantly glass. going into space in glass balls <laughs>
0: glass glass balls where um really they don't need any extra oxygen or anything nope it's all if it's in the glass they'll be fine uh and so he uh he transports all the alien the everyone in the glass uh ball to the planet and the superheroes what they do is they terraform the other planet yeah they take all of the pollution that there has been and they throw it into the sun which is it's turning into Superman's go-to solution. <laughs> sure, have we have we tried? It's the ultimate uh, garbage disposal. It the sun?
1: It's ultimate garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. But I um, mean, you know, unless
0: things. unless you have some of your DNA with it, and then it I, might turn a into, evil into, version of you.
1: Yeah, Nuclear Man, who I believe yeah. to this day that is that actor's only credit on IMDb. Sure, but one. Kovar's planet's called Solar Terrarium
0: (laughs) what a not clever name
1: nuts and two if Superman Aquaman and the Flash can totally get rid of all waste and pollution on this planet in a matter of seconds (laughs) why can't they do the same on Earth it seems like they should do that that on Earth
0: At that point, you know, they go, (laughs) they go, that the, as this episode's concluding and they say something like, well, it's up to all of us to protect the earth. I feel like someone should have said, uh, well, why? If this happens, can't you all just do what you just did here? Yeah. (laughs) Like, why do we need to do that? Uh, because, you know, they definitely end with a, you know, the, this concept that we all have to do our part. Deus ex Superman.
1: Deus ex Superman. I, so yeah, Aquaman says like, Hey, we all need to do our part. And that's how, that's what's going to fix this, which is patently false. Individual choices make no difference. So yeah, I think Aquaman should have said, let's topple capitalism. Motherfuckers. It's the only way to stop climate change.
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, there was a pretty sizable chunk of garbage. This is not in the 70s, so the garbage in the oceans was, you know, there was something there.
1: Yeah. Just much smaller than it is now.
0: Yeah. But it was there. Now, he should have uh, lit the torches and started the revolution, but he didn't, and now we're in this situation. Yeah. And thus... And thus, the end of this episode in, uh, ends with a verbal promise from these aliens that they won't try to wipe out all life on Earth again. And uh, that's good enough for Soups and the gang. <laughs> go, all right, we'll take your word on it. Because I think partially they know that if they did try to press it, Superman would just come and use his heat vision to behead them all. Yeah, as we've discussed. We've, we've established... We've established that this is his, he loves doing this. And so any excuse, uh, he would do it. If, if a human was harmed, that he'd vision, he'd start beheading people like he did Zod. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, um, so, if, if you had to wrap this story up in a single act, how would, how would you do it?
0: Man, I don't know. Like they, this is that. So this is probably the most challenging one. I would agree. Um, because of, of course, they could have asked. You know, Winnie and Marvin. You know, t- taken the the at this point, every time Wendy and Marvin notice something, it has been the um, cause of everything. Yeah, they're oh, they're. It was a seventh episode? They're we zero and seven. Yeah, and or seven uh, and zero. Seven and zero. So I don't do a sport. Uh, and so that was uh, that's something that that should have happened. Here's here's what I think should have happened. This is how they end it in one one uh, act. Lupus should have started with the with the combo of the quadronic was it quadratronic robot as well. So they, uh, they should have speeded up their process and roasted the earth alive much quicker. Yeah. Now is is this, is this the ending, the wrap up that we would have wanted? You know, I don't know, but, (laughs) uh, certainly if they had been more aggressive with their attempts, then the earth would have, um, got hotter a lot quicker and uh, people died quicker, and it would have been over. So that's that's what I would say. Uh, they needed to not be such uh, wimps, and heat it up, uh, use, use all their resources right away. What about you?
1: I, there are two ways they could have done it. One, use the technology they clearly possess uh, to just heat up their own world.
0: Repair their own planet, yes.
1: Barring that, they were they already established that they were aware of the super friends and impressed by them ask them for help
0: <laughs> yeah that's true what did they think was going to happen if they asked them for help the super friends would say uh what no fuck you get out of here <laughs> if they they you're right they they knew who they were
1: so i think I had a of weird what a, ends it fast
0: what a weird detail what a weird detail that the uh that they sprinkled in there but the aliens it's like what who who does this help how does this help the story them knowing who the super friends are
1: we think you're awesome we're still gonna try to kill everyone on your planet but we think you're cool
0: (laughs) yeah uh all right let's go with ratings yeah uh what what's uh what do you got
1: so i i appreciate the sort of A head-on approach to the idea of climate change from a cartoon in the early 70s. I wouldn't have expected that. At the same time, it still ends with the whole myth of individual responsibility. Yeah. And again, it seemed like they really got over the trying to kill the entire world very fast. Yeah. Balancing all of that. I give this eight autoimmune disorders out of 15.
0: Okay. All right. I see it. I see it. I don't agree. I think that, uh, you know, my, my rating really boils down to the fact that we are getting to the dark core of Wendy and, uh, who she is and and what she's capable or incapable of um and uh you know there it there there is a certain like sadness when you see insulting you know you know cruelty but it's uh, it's freeing as well we're we're understanding the darkness that's inside of her and you know just like red dragon uh in the the science of the lambs movies he she is becoming the tr- the true you know hate being that she was always born to be sure in that in that sense in that sense of realness she uh oh the other thing i liked about this bat batman batman's two moments where he goes this this device will tell us if there's anything sh- uh strange about this paper it's just paper, <laughs> and then before that, he <laughs> goes, um, "What could have caused this? What could have caused this plant to overgrow?" I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: um, those made me laugh, and so in that sense, I give it one hundred and five out of two hundred quadronic robots.
1: Sure. Again, I understand it. Don't necessarily agree with it.
0: And that's fine, you know, we don't, just because we disagree doesn't mean that I have to berate you, or that we need to, you know, wipe out an entire um, civilization.
1: It's true. Also, does this episode posit that if you just overheat Ivy, it becomes uh, an aggressive, mobile vine creature? Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, if it gets too hot, uh, the, uh, if, if it's too hot, Vines will, um, just become a monster. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all she, that's all they wrote for this episode. This episode. I want to thank.
1: There are still uh, all, 1,200 every, all more all episodes the, after this one.
0: <laughs> it certainly feels like it. Uh, thank you everyone. And good night. Good night.